The most important thing that any one of us need is Hidayah. When we are in constant need of Hidayah, every Mu'min needs Hidayah. The ulama need Hidayah, the awliya need Hidayah, even Allah Ta'ala made the Anbiya make dua for Hidayah. The greatest dua that we make is Ihdim Sirat Mustafa. The most read dua in the history of this Ummah, the most read dua in the history of humanity. Now, when does Allah Ta'ala want us to recite this dua? Inside Salah. When we're inside Salah, we're not misguided, we're guided, we're praying to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We're not sinning, we're obeying to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala wanted to teach us that now, even when you are obeying me, even when you are worshipping me, even when you are remembering me, you are still needy of hidayah. So the first dua you should ask in Surah Fatiha, in Salah, in Dina. And don't just ask yourself, ask for everyone. Don't just think about yourself. Not only you, but your entire ummah needs hidayah. Can you imagine? Now in this day and age when there are 1.2 billion Muslims in the world, I have to say, yes, this is a feeling we should have, that when we recite this verse in Quran, Ihdina, Ihdina Sirat al-Mustaqeen, we're making dua for 1.2 billion people. You should feel like that. But when I'm standing, I'm desperate of Hidayah, even though I'm in Salah, and the whole Ummah is desperate of Hidayah. But, strangely enough, we find that there's sometimes some people are confused about how to get Hidayah. And this is a very common thing. And this is a common thing, especially in the children of the immigrants in this country, that they get confused. Where do I get Hidayah? What is Hidayah? What are the sources of Hidayah? Are there people of Hidayah? How am I supposed to connect and get that Hidayah? But actually, it's very easy to remove this confusion. Because Allah SWT, number one, is Himself Al-Hadi. He's taken the job on Himself. And in Qur'an Al-Kareem, Allah Ta'ala has Himself mentioned in Qur'an different sources of Hidayah. So if we go through Qur'an Al-Kareem and make sure we are guided by the guidance, we will be rightly guided. And if there's some source of Hidayah that Allah Ta'ala mentions in Qur'an that we are not being guided by, we will not have common Hidayah. We will not have complete Hidayah. We will not have perfect Hidayah. So what are the sources of Hidayah Allah Ta'ala mentions in Qur'an? Number one source, Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, May yu'min billahi yahdi falbahu That whomsoever has Iman in Allah Ta'ala, every person who has Iman in Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala Himself will send Hidayah directly on their heart. So first source of Hidayah is direct Hidayah from Allah. Now this Hidayah is coming all the time. Something is going to come only when you make the offer. No. Allah Ta'ala Al-Hadi in His Sifat, He is dying. It means Allah Ta'ala always does his attributes. It's not that sometimes he is sending Hidayah, sometimes he's not. It's not on and off. All the time Hidayah is coming. Now it's not too difficult to understand in this day and age. 
even back then when there was just radio, forget everything else, TV, internet, cell phone, even just radio, it's always there all the time. If you turn the radio on, it doesn't mean that you're turning the radio on means that they start transmitting the wave into your room. No. The wave is always being broadcast into your room. It's your choice to have the radio off or you have it on, but the waves are always there. Just like that, Allah Ta'ala is always al-hadi, always sending hidayah onto our qalb. It is up to us whether our receiver is on or our receiver is off. It's our own foolishness that most of the time the receiver is off. Can you imagine that we turn the receiver off how? Two things turn the receiver off to get the hidayah of Allah Ta'ala. First thing is called sin. Anytime a person does any sin, their heart transmission is not off. Allah Ta'ala keeps telling that person hidayah. But because of their sin, they turn their heart off. Yes. Then they can keep sinning, keep sinning, keep sinning. Then the receiver becomes numb, becomes desensitized to sin. Allah Ta'ala is still sending hidayah. They can't receive. Straight. Beginning, their heart still feels it. They feel remorse over the sin. They feel regret over the sin. They feel shame over the sin. They feel sadness over the sin. That was all hidayah from Allah Ta'ala. But if they repeat the sin, and then again they repeat the sin, and then they keep repeating the sin, every time they do the sin again, the remorse goes down, regret goes down, shame goes down. Until then their heart is blocked. Receivers off. Second thing that also blocks Hidayah is called Ghafla. Ghafla. Yes. People are surprised. No, no, why? I'm not sinning. Ghafla also puts a veil on the heart. That's what Allah SWT said in Quran. That don't you dare let yourself be like those people who forget Allah don't you dare be like them for even one moment. Why? Because when we're ghafil, when we forget Allah SWT, receiver is on. Receiver is on. Now, although, yes, we live in an environment where there's a lot of sin, even more than that, there's a lot of ghafil. A lot of ghafil. All of TV, internet, movies, music, media, advertising, marketing, all of it is trying to make a person ghafil. It's incredible. The effort that is being exerted to make a person forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then shaitan is making the same effort. Allah ta'ala says in the Quran, when shaitan tries to attack a person, become a ghalib on a person, what does he do? فَأَنْسَاهُمْ ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ He makes them forget the zikr of Allah ta'ala. He makes them ghafil. He doesn't make them sin. He makes them ghafil. He makes them forget. If they forget Allah, they will forget themselves. Yes. Because if you forget Allah, how can you remember your Abdullah? Not possible. Can you forget Allah and remember your Abdullah? Impossible. The second you forget Allah, you forget your Abdullah. You forget your Ummati of Sayyidina Rasulullah. You lose all connection. Disconnected. Now you can understand it again today in technology. What happens? You lose signal. No Wi-Fi. That's it. Receiver is off. Receiver is off. Just like that. Receiver gets turned off. When we do ghafla, if you want to leave sin, you have to leave ghafla. Never can there be a person who does ghafla and doesn't do sin. Impossible. Allah's and Muslims. One step ghafla, another step guna. 
One step, you enter into Ghaflat. Second step is guaranteed. 100%. But better than we leave Ghaflat, then we keep getting this denial from Allah on our When a person gets this denial from Allah in their heart, Allah Akbar. Then they praise the Qara, Allah Allah guides them even in dunyavi decisions. Yes, then they praise Allah Allah guides them in their deen. Then Allah inspires their heart with what is taqwa. And then Allah inspires their heart to stay away from sin. All this is Allah in a person. So we should think that we are mu'mineen, but we're not feeling this guidance. Hmm? We're not guided by the guidance. There's another word in Quran, it's called muhtadun. Muhtadun, it comes from ihtida. Hidayah is guidance. Ihtida means to be guided by the guidance. <coughs> so muhtadun are the ones who are guided by the hidayah. Hidayah is perfect. It's up to us whether we are guided by it. Again, you can understand the technology. So you have the sat-nav GPS guidance system. It's hidayah. You don't make the turn. That's your choice. You choose not to be guided by the guidance. Just like that, just like that, Allah Ta'ala sends hidayah again. Yes, this is the perfection of Allah Ta'ala's hidayah. You make a sin, Allah Ta'ala sends you another route. He reroutes. Yes. You had taqwa, you had some khair Allah Ta'ala wanted to give you. You made a sin, you did ghaflat, you left it. Allah Ta'ala automatically reroutes you again. Puts another khair in your path. Puts another taqwa in your path. Puts another salah in front of you. Again you made sin, again you made ghaflat, again Allah Ta'ala reroutes you. Always sending hidayah. It's al up to us if we start getting ourselves guided by the guidance. The first source of guidance is Allah Ta'ala directed. <laughs> you cannot feel the strength of that. Man means everyone. Anyone. Each and every single one who has Iman. Allah Ta'ala sends Hidan Jahan. You would see in Quran many times Allah Ta'ala says Allah Dina Amanu wa Aminu Saliha. Here, Amal Kishar. It's not May Yu'min Billahi wa Amala Sa'na. May Yu'min Billah. Whoever has Iman, no mention of actions, deeds, Amal. To have Iman, they get Hidayah from Allah. This is a gift because Allah Ta'ala loves this Iman. Allah Ta'ala's transmission is always focused on that heart that has Iman. Has Amal, doesn't have Amal, Allah doesn't look at that for Hidayah. Yes, Amal, not Amal, will affect Jannah, can affect many other things. But whether the person gets hidayah, Allah Ta'ala just looks as their iman. That's it. And it doesn't mean a lot of iman. Even one drop of iman. That's why we tell especially our imams and the elders in the community, that if you ever meet a young man or young woman, and they try to tell you, oh, I've lost my iman, they can't lose it. It's not so easy. It's not so easy to erase iman. Even that I know I've become atheist, they're not atheists. They're himself saying he's atheist. I tell you the not atheist. It's not so easy to remove this iman. You know, like when you write with a pencil, once you write on the paper with a pencil, no matter what eraser you use, you can always tell. You can't erase it that easily. They're confused. That's all it is. Even if they swear to you they're an atheist, they still have Iman on their heart. I'm telling you, if it was there once, it's very, very difficult, very difficult to erase it entirely. Even if they have one faint trace, Allah Ta'ala keeps sending Hidayah. So this was the first source of Hidayah is from Allah Ta'ala Himself. Second source of Hidayah is called Kitabullah, Quran al-Kareem. It's the book of Hidayah. 
source of Hidayah. And there are levels of Hidayah in Quran. In one place, Allah Ta'ala in Quran talks about Quran and calls it Hudan Nas. Not even Iman. Iman, not a Sharkin. Hudan Nas. Not even Mu'mini. Hidayah for everyone. Iman or not Iman? Allah Akbar. Ji. But in another place, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Hudan Muttaqin. Now, not just Iman, not just Amal, even more than Amal. Alladina Amanu wa Amanu Salihat, their Lord and Muttaqin. Muttaqina Alladina Amanu, plus Amanu Salihat, plus they leave sin, plus they're always doing zikr, they're called Muttaqin. It's another type of Hidayah. So in Quran, there's one level of Hidayah for everyone, there's one level of Hidayah for Muttaqin. Now it's up to us what level of Hidayah we want in Quran. If you want just Hudan Nas, then you can even retranslation and get that. No problem. You look at basics, belief in Allah, belief in Yom Al Qiyamah, Akhirah, Maut, etc., etc., Risalat, Nabi Akrim, so so But if you want the Hudan Lil Muttaqeen, so you have to get that from the Muttaqeen. <laughs> yes. You have to get it from the Muttaqeen. So there are some people, they are called Muttaqeen Ulama. If a muttaqi alim teaches you Quran, you will get a different type of hidayah. Unfortunately, many of our immigrant community, they don't realize that. And they read Urdu Tarjama, read English translation. That's one level of hidayah. That's also good. But why do you want to stick to a lower level? I'll give you an example, even for your own children. Now, when your children go to school, you want that the high school should have good teachers. You want the high school should have the best teachers. Then when the child graduates and goes to college, they want that they should have the best professor. So do you think that for every knowledge in the world, there has to be the best teachers and best professors? It's only Qur'anul Kareem for which we're not interested in trying to find the best professor. We're not trying to find those muttaqi who have that hidayah Allah was saying in Qur'an that there's some special hidayah that muttaqi have been given from this Qur'an. Or person says to me, I'm also muttaqi. I say, okay, then you're getting that hidayah yourself. If a person says, look, I'm not muttaqi yet. But I want that hidayah that's given to muttaqeen. So where are you going to get it from? You have to sit with the muttaqeen. <laughs> guarantee. 100% guarantee. But it's a problem. Some people have this misconception that we don't take our deen from people. But Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran, who are muttaqeen, they are people. And Allah Ta'ala is saying they've been given a special hidayah through Quran that ghair muttaqeen cannot get. If you want that hidayah, you have to go to muttaqeen. <laughs> So, second source of Hidayah, Qur'an al-Kareem. And third source of Hidayah, the Muttaqeen. Yes, it's established in Qur'an. The Muttaqeen have a Hidayah. And me and you need to get that Hidayah. But before I come to them, because in their feed, first source of Hidayah, Allah Ta'ala. Second source of Hidayah, Qur'an. Third source of Hidayah, Nabi Akrim, Sallallahu Even more than Muttaqeen. Sayyidina Rasulullah source of Hidayah. Sakad Mandallahu al Mu'minina is Ba'atatihim Rasulam min Antutihim. That Allah Ta'ala sent a special favor on the believers when He sent to them Nabi Akareem from their own humanity. To do what? Liyatu alayhim ayatihi. Number one, to be the agent of reciting Quran. But that's not it. We use the him, another type of Hidayah. Not just Qur'an, Nabi Akrim is going to do extra hidayah. Yes, number one, he will deliver a message of Qur'an. Number two, he will do tazkiyah. 
He will purify the heart of the people to make them muttaqeen so they get redundant muttaqeen. It's called tazkiyah. Purification from sin. Purification from bad adab, bad akhlaq, sinful desires, lust, envy, arrogant pride. And injecting in them the pure sifat. This is called the usmat al-hasana of Nabi Akrim sallallahu His humility injected in sahaba. His taqwa, he injected it in Sahaba. His tawakkul in Allah, he injected it in Sahaba. His love for Allah, Allah he injected it in Sahaba. That injection was called Tazkiyah. Another source of Hidah. And the record of that Tazkiyah is there that's called the Sunnah and Hadith of Nabi Akram. The record of Tazkiyah is there that's called Sirat al-Mubarakah, Hayat al-Taybah of Nabi Akram. Third source of Hidah. First source, Allah Ta'ala. Second source, for Allah Kareem. Third source, Nabi Akareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fourth source of Hidayah. So then we go back simply to Surah Al-Fatiha. What does Allah Ta'ala say there? Ihdina Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Fourth source of Hidayah is Sirat al-Mustaqeem itself. Yes? Because if you ask, but Allah Ta'ala guide me to Sirat al-Mustaqeem, means that Sirat al-Mustaqeem is going to be sourced in my Hidayah. It's the source of Hidayah. Fourth source is Sirat al-Mustaqeem itself. What is Sirat al-Mustaqeem? Only Allah Ta'ala has the right to tell us. Allah Ta'ala tells us in Quran. Sirat al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim. It's a path of people. Not just books. Not just texts. Not enough to have a shelf of books that I have translation of Quran, translation of Hadith. No. Deen is Hidayah from texts. Quran and Sunnah. And Hidayah is also from people. The Quran is telling us that Hidayah is also from people. Which people? Al-Ladheena, not any person, some particular type of person. Al-Na'amta alayhim, that you, Allah, you have sent your blessings on those people. Blessed people. Sometimes people will touch you, there's no such thing, there's no such thing. But Quran or Hadith, Shabash. Allah is saying in Quran, that there are some people, and they define Sirat al-Mustaqim. The definition of Sirat al-Mustaqim is people. Sirat al-Ladina an'amta If we are not connected to people, we don't have Kamal Hidayah. If a person says, I have Iman, Allah is guiding my heart, I try to stay away from sin, try to stay away from ghaflat, so I get that Hidayah, that's okay, first check. Second, they said, I'm trying to follow Sunnah, and Nabi Akrim says something to deed with adab, akhlaq, and sirah. I say, second check. He says, third, I'm trying to understand Qur'an at a basic level myself, and also I sit with the muttaqeen ulama to get that other level of hidayah, hudallin muttaqeen. I say, third check. If he stops there, I say, you're not complete hidayah. Number four, it's called Sirat al-Mustaqeen. And to do that, you have to be with people. And can you imagine a person making dua in salah, guide me to Allah anamta alayhim. Every time, in every rakat, every salah, but after they say salam, they don't sit with Allah Anamta They don't sit with the people who are blessed by Allah. Who are those people who are blessed? Allah also said in Quran, Allah Exact same words that are in Surah Fatah. Exact same. Those whom Allah Ta'ala has sent his blessings on them. Minan Nabiyina was Siddiqina was Shuhada'i was Salihi. So means we have to be connected to all four if we want to have Kamal Hidayah. The person says, no, I only accept Nabi. 
So you're against Quran? <laughs> it's against Quran. It sounds nice that I only follow prophets. But it's against Quran. <laughs> and we do not make a deen from our own mind. We have to follow what Allah Ta'ala said in Quran. That's called Muqtadun. To be guided by the guidance of Allah Ta'ala said in Quran. Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran, you have to be guided by Nabiyyid. What does that mean? So not just Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but even the earlier Anbiya. But whatever Allah Ta'ala has told us about those Anbiya in Quran, and what Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told us about those Anbiya in Sunnah, that's to be guided by them. Now imagine, so far then we had five sources of guidance. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Quran al-Kareem, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu sorry, four sources, and other Nabi. Still not enough. Now Allah said, was Siddiqi. You also have to be guided by Siddiqi. Yes, this is the word in Quran. Now if Allah Ta'ala tells us to do anything in Quran, it's necessary that we must be able to do that until the end of time. It's a living book, living teaching. It must be practicable in every place, time and age. In Toronto, New York, wherever you're from, wherever you live. Pakistan, India, Indonesia, Malaysia, everywhere. There must be the ability to amal on this place. Siddiqui. Who are Siddiqui? Well, you can understand who Siddiqin are from the Imam of the Siddiqin. His name is Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. What does it mean? Siddiqin are those who truly love Allah Taala, truly obey Allah Taala, truly love Nabiya Kareem Wasallam, and truly follow his sunnah. They are true. We are untrue. They are khalas. They are mukhlas. They are true. So it's so easy. If we are untrue, we connect ourselves with the truth. Now, Sri Allah said exactly this in Quran. Ya ayyuhimadina amanu. Allah addressing all believers, every single one who believes. Ittakullah. You must have taqwa. Wakunu ma'asadiki. And you must join yourself with the true one. Siddiqin, Sadiqin, same people. You have to draw yourself close and join yourself. In Urdu, we would say, It means in English that you should interweave your heart with their hearts. Why? So this sit in their heart comes into our heart. It's also a source of hidayah that Allah has mentioned in Quran. So anybody who tells you that I don't need people, or anybody who tries to tell your wives or your daughters <coughs> that you don't need people, Quran. I'm making dua every time, every time it's about the Allah people. How can you tell me I don't need people when my Allah is telling me I need people? But not just any people. Siddiqi. Up next in Quran, Shuhada. Up Shuhada, obviously they're not alive, right? By very definition, they're those who gave their entire life for the sake of Allah. So how do we get Hidayah from them? They're not around. We get denied from them by their spirit of sacrifice. Now, look, look, if somebody can sacrifice the entire life of this world for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, surely I can sacrifice a bit of my sleep to wake up for pleasure. Surely I can sacrifice a bit of my money and physical. The spirit of sacrifice is the guidance that we get from the Shahada. Right? 
Surely I can sacrifice some of my extra wealth and give it to the poor and needy Muslims in the world. Surely I can sacrifice some of my personal preferences and become a softer husband to my wife. Hmm? I don't have to be so insistent and stubborn and rigid that everything should happen exactly how I want to be. Hmm? Surely I can sacrifice some of my free time and instead spend it with my children. So many types of sacrifice. This is the Hidayah we get from the Shahada. Then Allah Ta'ala adds another category was Salihin. Abhur Salihin. In English you can say Salihin are virtuous believers, pious believers, practicing believers. Even Salihin are a source of Hidayah. So to get Hidayah then, this means a total of seven sources of Hidayah. Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, Quran Al-Kareem, Nabiyah Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all Nabiyin, Siddiqin, Shohada and Salihi. Seven sources of Hidayah are mentioned in the Quran. If we want to have common Hidayah, we have to be guided by all seven. All seven. If we don't be guided by all seven, six out of seven, five out of seven, four out of seven, three out of seven, two out of seven, one out of seven, incomplete Hidayah. Incomplete Hidayah. So, one thing we can do then in this coming Ramadan is to try to increase our Hidayah. Not just in Ramadan, but we want to make connections. To connect our heart to all the seven sources of Hidayah in this month and stay connected after this month. So that we keep getting Hidayah. So the last thing I will tell you for today is how to connect to each one of these seven sources of Hidayah. It's not close to Ramadan, but normally because in Ramadan people want to become better. People want to upgrade their iman. People want to come closer to Allah Ta'ala. People want to connect. Right? Now Allah Ta'ala has placed connectors. So how to connect to the connectors? Number one, source with Allah Ta'ala. So if you want to connect to Allah Ta'ala, this is called dua and zikr. You have to make some nafal ibadah directly to Allah Ta'ala. That is called dua and zikr. More dua you make, more hidayah you get direct from Allah Ta'ala. More zikr you make, more hidayah you get directly from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran that He answers everybody's du'as. Astajib lakum. You can't feel there. Astajib means Allah Ta'ala saying, I definitely, absolutely, intensely will do du'a. Do any du'a you make to me. Directly. Astajib. I, Allah, will do du'a. That's Allah Ta'ala saying in Quran. I, Allah, will do du'a. Direct. So when you do more du'a, you connect yourself more to that first source of Hidayah. When you make zikr, what did Allah say happened in Quran? فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Allah said in Quran that you make zikr of me, I, Allah, will make zikr of you. Allah will direct, direct Hidayah. Ji? I'll explain a little bit to you in Urdu and then in English again. This is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Means that we should make zikr of Allah. Yes. But Ya Allah, you are saying in the Quran that you Allah will make zikr of us. This is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Again, this is direct. So more dua and more zikr you will connect more to the first source of Hidayah, which is Allah Ta'ala's direct Hidayah on our Qalb. 
Kalb means spiritual heart. Kalb means the heart of the ruh. Kalb means the asal of our iman, of our deen. Yawma la yanfa'u malun wa la banun illa man atallaha min qalbin salim. Means simply that Allah Ta'ala said in Quran that everything on the day of judgment will come down to this heart. This heart is the be all and end all of our iman. So more dua and more zikr we connect to the first source of hidayah. Second source of hidayah was Quran al Karim. Two ways we can connect to the hidayah of Quran. Basically, there are two types of hidayah in Quran one is the nur of the Quran, and one is the ilm of the Quran. To get the nur of Quran, you have to do Tilawat of Arabic Qur'an because the Noor is only in Kalamullah and Kalamullah is Qur'an and Arabiya this word of Allah Ta'ala is only the Arabic you read translation, tafsir, you won't get the Noor that's coming, that's the second thing else to get the Noor of Qur'an you have to do Tilawat of the Arabic Qur'an how much Noor? the Sallallahu said that for every Harf that you do Tilawat of Allah Ta'ala sends 10 blessings of Noor. Then Sahaba asked that even Alif Lam mean, what they meant was that even if there's no ilm at all, no knowledge, no understanding, Sayyidina Rasulullah he said, yes. Every letter you will get 10 blessings of Noor. So first way then to connect to the second source of Hidayah Quran is Tilawat. You will get Noor. Second part of Hidayah Quran is the ilm of Quran. Ilm of Quran. So to get the ilm of Qur'an that I explained to you then in the middle, we should want to get the highest ilm of Qur'an. If there's anything in the world that we need, it's not the best education, we need that, but even more than that, we need the best, highest ilm of Qur'an. That's the greatest ilm that exists in the world. We should try to get it at the greatest level. To get ilm at that level, you have to get it from the Muttaqeen Ulama of Qur'an. Muttaqeen Ulama of Qur'an. Yes. Allah Ta'ala explains this in Qur'an. That those who know and those who don't know, they can never be considered equal. So you should find Muttaqeen Ulama in your community and you should go to them. You see, when you put the glass in front of the sink, right? then the sink opens up. You should say, whatever time you have, you can say, okay, I can't, I don't have time to learn deeply the whole Quran. Start with a few surahs, start with 20 minutes a day, do it every other day, once a week, whatever you can. But you must learn Quran al-Kareem from the Muttaqeen ulama of Quran. Alright? That's the way to, second way to connect to the Hidayah Quran. Third source of Hidayah was the Biyakareem sallallahu Two ways to connect to this. First is what is called Talimat and the Biyakaneen, his teachings. So for that you have to go to another group of ulama, they are known as Muhaddithin, Muttaqeen Muhaddithin. You tell them that, look, I don't need to know the legal hadith. I know how to pray. I don't need to know every single hadith about where to hold my hands. I know enough. <laughs> I know enough. Even if you know one way to hold your hands, you know enough to pray. Now you need to learn the hadith and how to feel something in your prayer. How to be afraid of name judgment, how to prepare for your death, how to love Allah SWT. These are the teachings of Nabi Akhim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. The second way to connect is the feelings of Nabi Akhim. So it's called Kefiyat of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Feelings. His teachings and his feelings. These were his two aspects of it. What does it mean, his feelings? 
Feeling means the way he felt about Allah SWT. And the Muslim du'as will give you a window on how he felt. But Nabi Akhirim Sassam, if you eat a simple meal, sometimes even after three days, but he had so much feelings for Allah Ta'ala, he would say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, he would say, Alhamdulillah, he would say, Alhamdulillah, Muslimi. He was feeling for Allah Ta'ala. He wasn't reading those du'as because he had some sunnah du'a book. It was his feelings in his heart. And you should let him make him say these things. So you need to get those feelings. Same feeling of love for Allah Ta'ala, same feeling of du'akul. Now the teachings you have to get from the ulama who know the teachings, the feelings you have to get from the awliya who have the feelings. Yes. Awliya Allah are those people who have the feelings of the Prophet It's also word in Quran, in awliya Allah, in the mutagood. But who are the awliya of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala? They are the people who have the feelings of taqwa. Feelings of the class, the mukhtasin, sabirin, qanitin, tawabin, awabin, all of these words in Quran. They mean you know the words, you don't have the feelings. Like we say in Urdu, we don't have the names of the people. We don't have the names of the people. We don't have the names of the people, the names of the people, the names of the people, the names of the people. It means in English, we haven't experienced these things. We know the words. Deen is not about vocabulary. Deen is about feelings. That's a transition will just change the Arabic vocabulary to English vocabulary. Let me show you. You know the Arabic vocabulary. You know the word tawakkul. You don't even need transition for that. Does it help you to know the word? No, you have to get the feeling. Deen is not about words. Deen is about feelings. The Quran didn't come to teach you words. The Quran was sent to teach you feelings. Then the second way to connect, third source of the time, Nabi Akrim The First way to connect, get the teachings from the Hadith and Sunnah from Ulama. And second way to connect to that source of the time, get the feelings from the Oliya who have the feelings. Go to some shaykh and say, I don't have the feeling of Hayat. I don't have the feeling of Ikhlas. You need to be taught that. Qari Sahib has taught me how to pronounce the word. Mulana, Shaykh, Alim has taught me how to understand the word. But now I know how to feel the word. <laughs> I can say taqwa with tajweed. I can translate taqwa, piety, nikuka, niki, whatever language. Now I need to go to somebody to teach me how to feel taqwa. <laughs> it's not enough to just have a teacher to teach you to pronounce the word, have a teacher to teach you to translate the word. Asulta feeling it. Go ask somebody that. It's in Quran. Al-Rahman fas'al bihi khabira. Allah Ta'ala announces he is Al-Rahman. And he tells us, fas'al, make su'al, go ask. Go ask that person who is deeply aware of what it means that Allah, Allah is Al-Rahman. Hmm. You have to go find out. Go ask somebody. What are we going to do Amal on this eye? Today many people come and say, oh, I don't have risk. And ask me question how to do that. Very rare is the person who comes and says, ask me the question, I need to feel taqwa. I need to feel ikhlas. I need to feel haya. I need to feel sabr. Living in a strange age. Strange age. Fourth source of Hidayah was other Nabiyin. Nabiyin. That is very simple. Right? Even for Ramadan, I'll just give you one prophet, Sayyidina Ibrahim a.s. Start there. Allah told us, if you're Millat Ibrahim, in fact, Allah told Nabiyin to do Ittabah of Ibrahim a.s. in Quran. So what is the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam? That's a whole separate lecture. But very briefly, 
I'll give you one verse of Quran so you understand. He said something beautiful in Quran. He said something beautiful. Allah loved it so much. Allah made it part of Quran. What did he say? He said, La wahimbul afidi. He says, I don't love anything other than Allah subhanahu I don't love anything that fades away. So Ibrahim was Hanif, he was a true lover of Allah subhanahu He didn't love these fading temporary things. So why Allah told us in Quran to follow Bilat Ibrahim? Because that keeps us away from Ubidun. Keeps us away from unlawful love for Allah. Keeps us away from lustful attraction to non mahram Keeps us keeps us away from every false love. Ibrahim Islam again all this love for Allah. That's the word of Allah or Himbu, that I don't love. Not just Tawheed. The highest level of Tawheed is to love Allah only. The lowest level of Tawheed is to believe in Allah only. That's the beginning of Tawheed. That's done when you say Shahada. The second you say Ashhadu la ilaha illallah, you have the first level of Tawheed, which is Iman. But actually, real Tawheed is to love Allah only. And to only love what He wants you to love. Some loves like that. Allah wants us to love. That's also love for Allah. But not to have any other love in your heart. But this is one example I give you of connecting to the teachings of the being connect to this highest love for Allah Ta'ala. That was the sunnah of the Nabi Ibrahim Fifth source of deny was Siddiqin. How to connect with Siddiqin that I would put on Kunu. Kunu ma sadiqin. What is Kunu? Allah Ta'ala could have said, What tabi Follow them. Adi Usadakin obey them. No, Allah Ta'ala said, Kunu. Now, I'm sure everybody here knows this verse, Kun Fayyakun. When he wants to create something, he just says, Kun Fayyakun. So, Kunu means your very being, your very existence. Ma'a should be joined heart in heart, hand in hand with the Sadakin. That's how you connect. Does it mean Kabi Kabi Anav? Kunu. Apna Wujud. Apna Jina. Means in English, it doesn't mean occasionally visit. It means your very being, your very life should be intertwined with the lives and company of the city. That's how we connect with another king. Sit with them. That's it. Very easy. This is called sohba. Simply sit with them. Be with them. Be around them. Spend time with them. That's it. That's it. Then, Shuhada, that I already explained to you, we connect to them by the spirit of sacrifice. We, in Ramadan also, same spirit, sacrifice food and drink, halal things for Allah Ta'ala. Why? Because they're saying, if you can sacrifice halal for me, surely you can sacrifice haram for me. <coughs> same person who thought, I can't wake up for Fajr, he wakes up for Sahur. Same person who says, I can't wake up for Fajr, he wakes up at the Hajj time for Sahur. Same person who says, I'm too busy at work to pray Maghrib, he makes iftar, he finds time to have iftar. But he's teaching us, he can't sacrifice. Why did you think? Oh. It means in English that you are a strong athlete. Allah has equipped you with the power of Iman. You're dynamic, you can do a lot. What makes you think you can do a lot? They took their Iman to the level of Shahada. That's how much they did. We should take encouragement that I can also do something. I can be a strong believer. I can be a pious believer. I can be steadfast believer. And last group was Salihi. How do we take 
deny from Salihin. So this is what Nabi Ibrahim Salihim mentioned today. Ad-Deenul Naseeh. All of Deen consists in Naseeh. Have you told me somebody tells you that Logo se Deen ne lena? Naseeh to Logo de lena. Mein kaise Logo ke baas nahi jaame to Naseeh kaise milenge? In English it means that somebody tells you that don't, no need to take your Deen from people. You just read Quran, read Bukhari in English, you're done. I say, but I read in Bukhari that Prophet is telling me these things. So I need some person who is Nasiha giver and I will be Nasiha taker. And my Nabiya Kareem has told me, Deen equals this. How can you tell me I don't need to go to people? Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah said in the Quran, وَذَكِّرْ Make bayan, make matlis, give advice, Give reminders. Why? Because that reminder it benefits believers. So that which Allah Ta'ala says is beneficial, somebody tries to convince you it's not beneficial, they're confused. They're confused. That's how we connect with Salahim. So we showed you today the seven sources of Hidayah. Allah Ta'ala mentioned the Quran. And we showed you one or two ways to connect with those sources of Hidayah also from Quran. Last thing I will mention then is Adab. In one hadith, the name of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, kulluhu Adab. That all Adin lies in Adab. But Adab towards people means that you should never have Su'izan. In Arabic, in Urdu we say, Bandruman. In English it means you should never have had a fear with me. I had a teacher, one of my teachers, he used to tell me, that moment kabhi bad guman or kabhi bad zaban is. Ye moment ki kachan. Na bad guman ho sakta hai, na bad zaban ho sakta hai. In English means the sign of a believer is that they can never have bad feelings, negative feelings, skeptical feelings towards a fellow believer in their heart, nor can they ever say bad words about a fellow believer. So if you ever meet somebody and they try to tell you, you know, ulama are bad, Imams are bad, Mashaif are bad, everybody's astray, everybody's wrong, everybody's misguided. But this is Bhagavan, this is Suizan. How can you poison my heart against all of those people? Yes, there may be some rotten apples in the barrel, but that doesn't mean everybody can be like that. And I have Iman in my Allah Ta'ala's Quran that there will always be Siddiqeen, always be Salihin. They must be there and I must connect myself to them. So never accept this negative thing. Never accept anybody who uses negative words. Our deen teaches us Muslim. Our deen teaches us love for the sinner. Forget love for Salihin. Love for the sinner. This is what deen teaches us. We hate the sin, but we love the sin. Yes? We don't like the sin. We don't like that they do the sin. But we love them anyway. Because they have Iman. They have Iman. They're struggling. They need help. They need guidance. They need love. They need support. They need to be welcomed. They need hand-holding. They need caretaking. That's it. How many kisper is about to manna? Kisper dilme gula shalu. We don't want to take ill of anybody. And we don't want to feel bad of anybody. This is another major thing in Ramadan to fix our kuku leba. Let me give you two points for that. No bad feelings in heart. And no bad words on heart. If you can do this, you almost completely fix your kuku leba. 95% will be taken. In Ramadan, connect the sources of Hidayah. In Ramadan, connect our hearts again to our families, 
our friends, our communities, all of all, connect with their congregation. Congregation connect with the ulama should be increased connection, mutual love, mutual respect, mutual support. But the wasal bin hakim and the wasal sabak. It takes mutual support. Nobody deen is not good alone deen. No way. And if I don't connect with people, who is going to be with the wasal bin with me? It can't be the book. The book can't do that for me. The book can't do what the wasal is suffer with me. I need people. I hate people. And Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has blessed this one. If you knew the history of the Ummah, you would be amazed. Not only did Allah Ta'ala give us the greatest Nabi from the being, Allah also gifted us the greatest Siddiqeen, Sahaba Karam, Sallallahu Ta'ala Anwajma'in, the greatest Siddiqeen, the Uliya of this Ummah, the greatest Salihin, the Mushadeen of this Ummah. Everything in this Ummah, Allah Ta'ala gave us the best. Best Nabi. Best Siddiqeen, best Salihin, best everything. And we should try to be the best. Ramadan is just simply that. Try to be the best Mu'min. Pray the best Salah that you can. Have the best Akbar that you can. Have the best Hayat that you can. Have the best Adam that you can. Be the best husband that you can. Be the best wife that you can. Be the best brother, sister that you can. Be the best. This is the teaching of Nabiya Kareem. And he did it. He created a whole generation called Sahaba who are the best human beings in every sense to ever walk the face of this earth other than Anbi. Of the very best. If Allah Ta'ala has given us the very best book, Quran, the very best Nabi, Nabi Akhirim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the very best Siddiqeen Sahaba, the very best Salihin Awliya Ulama of this Ummah, so when are we also going to try to be part of the equation and make ourselves the best? The way to become the best is Hidayah. Follow the best Hidayah. Follow all Hidayah. Inshallah, we'll become the best believer that we can be. May Allah accept this near from us. May he accept Ramadan from us. May he make this year Ramadan the best Ramadan of our life. May this Ramadan bring us to the best Akbar we ever had, the best Qurbat Allah we ever had. May you pray the best Salah we ever can.
all of our lapses, all of our slips, that we have a great hope that the month of Ramadan is coming, that your mercy will come over us, that you will fix us, Ya Allah, that you will change us, Ya Allah, that you will help us, Ya Allah, that you will guide us, Ya Allah. Every beloved guide guides those who are most astray. We are the lost and sinners of this ummah. We are the astray of this ummah. We ask for your special hidayah, Ya Allah. And we ask that you send your hidayah on all of the ummah, on the youth of the ummah, on our children, Ya Allah. Send this hidayah on all of our descendants into Yom Adin, Ya Allah. We are living in an age of fitna and fasad, a time of fisting for do. There are so many efforts to misguide us, Ya Allah. We turn to you with Allah Hadi, Ya Allah. Send your Kamal Hidayah on us. Protect us, Ya Allah. Safeguard our Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Hamad Gunam, Hamad Khalma. Hamad Khafadu, Hamad Khalma. Hamad Sustiyu, Hamad Khalma. Hamad Bitin, just Bana. Din me Acha Bana. Din me Asan Bana. Din me Aula Bana. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Harkisin ke Neki Hamad Khalma. Harkisin ke Nekukari, Hamad Mansan Bana. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Hamad Bitakur ke Dola Nasib Khalma. سالوں گزر گئے ہیں یار بکریم تکو اپنے نام سن کر ترس آ گیا ہے یار بکریم تو بھی ہم پر ترس فرما دیجئے اس رمضان میں ہمیں متقین بنا دیجئے لعلکم تتکون کا مزداد بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی صالحین میں سے بنا ہمیں بھی نیک میں سے بنا ہمیں بے حیائیں باہیا بننا چاہتے ہیں یار بکریم اپنے قرم کا معاملہ فرما ہمیں حیاء عطا فرما بے اخلاص ہیں با اخلاص بننا چاہتے ہیں ہمیں بھی مفلسین میں سے بنا عدم اللہ بنا اخلاق اللہ بنا اچھی صفات ہمیں نصیب فرما ہر بڑی عادت سے یا رب کریم ہر رب کریم نجات اتا فرما اور گناہ کی سوچ سے نجات اتا فرما ہمارے دل کو اپنی محبت سے منور فرما ہمارے ظاہر کو نبی کریم سسم کی سنت سے مزہین فرما یا رب کریم جو بھی حاضرین مجلس ہیں سب کی پریشانیوں کو دور فرما مشکلات کو آسان بنا اور ہم اکثر جو محض اپنے سستی کی وجہ سے پریشان ہیں اس سستی کو دور فرما دین میں مضبوط بنا دین میں مختص بنا ہمیشہ اپنی حفاظت نصیب فرما اپنی رحم کی کھنڈی چھاؤں نصیب فرما اپنی ہدایت کی عرب کریم کامل ہدایت میں نصیب فرما عرب کریم اس مسلمے کو اس مسلمے کے تمام مسلمین ان کو متقین بنا سالحین بنا اس مسلم کو متقین سالحین کا کارخانہ بنا یعنی بکرین پیار محمد اتحاد اتفاق کے ساتھ رہنا نصیب فرما ربنا تکرمینا انکا انتا سمیر علیم خطوب علینا انکا انتا جواب الرحیم وصل اللہ تعالی حبیبی سیدنا محمد وعلا آلی وصحبی اجمعین میرا سکر جا اللہ